Barry and Josh are currently having an argument. About who, get, who gets who to clap. Who gets to clap. So before we hit record, they like clap. Anyway, guys, welcome to another episode of the Tara and Barry, Barry Show. Show. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. So I just wanted, Barry, I just wanted to take a moment. Oh, okay. I just What's wanted to moment? tell you that you look really beautiful today. Oh, thanks. That's all right. I'm radiant. So today, guys, we spent the day. Wait, I just want to say as well, you look amazing. Thank you. Beautiful, sexy. Do you know, Barry, you don't have to give a compliment when you receive one. You're allowed to just receive it. Okay. You have permission. I've received it. Anyway, guys, clearly, as you might be able to tell, we're in a little bit of a weird mood. It's been a strange day today. I basically found out today that Barry's using me for citizenship, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I'm a bit concerned. Well, what else can you use for? What? I don't know. I know what I'm saying. (laughs) Anyway, today we spent... What did we do today, Baz? We spent the entire day... Actually, it's been like a good... It's been a saga, honestly. So, Barry, if anybody knows, he is not Australian. I'm from South Africa. (laughs) Barry is South African. And anyway, um, it's been a hassle, really. Yeah. It's been a hassle. It takes a lot to get a new passport as a South African. He's high maintenance, honestly. Um, But, you know, for the past couple of months, we've been having to, like, go around to police stations and get freaking fingerprints done. So, today was the second time we've been at the police station. Yeah, because they lost my uh, documents. Yeah. They lost the documents that I filled out. sent them in and they were like, hey, you got to send some more because we lost them. So, so we had to go back down to the police station. We felt like criminals for <laughs> three times now. They're on, Barry's at a fir- on a first name basis at the police yeah. station there now. I was like, I remember you. I'm He's like, like you so didn't... just come back if you uh, if they lose your yeah. form again. And don't have to pay or anything. I've got like a free pass now. Yeah. So anyway, that's been our <laughs> couple of months, honestly. And it's just the funniest thing is, and this probably is more of like a couple's therapy, like an ick kind of situation. But like Barry hates forms. That's I've because, never seen a man, like, there's not much he crumbles with in life except for forms. The second he has to fill in a form, it's like World War Three. Oh, you Aussies, you don't understand. You Aussies. You Aussies, my friend, huh? <laughs> if, are there any, if there are South Africans listening to this or watching it or anything, am I in the right for feeling like that? Forms. No, but you're like that with any form. No. Like if you signed it up at a gym and you had to do the form, you'd have a tantrum. No. Yes. You're ridiculous. Yes. It's because I'm passport and I'm going to get kicked out of the country. But You're so dramatic as well. Like Barry will forget to pay a bill, like a phone bill. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I really need to get that done. And I'm like, what's the panic for? And it's like he legitimately thinks he's going to be kicked out of the country if he doesn't pay his phone bill. Is this Thursday or Monday's episode? This is Monday's all? episode, guys. Um, so we'll get into today's topic. Now, before we do, as we do every single week, we are going to talk about something that we learnt this yeah. week. We originally used to talk about our goals, um, but then Barry's goal was the same every single week. So we thought we might spice it up, all right? So we are now going to bring to you every week something that we've learnt. So Baz, mm. what is something that you've learnt this week? Well, I've been doing a lot of research into supplements You've been doing that for so long. Yes. It's been a I, long time. I have to hear continuously. I love it though because it's he's researching ADHD supplements, which yeah, is really cool. Yeah, got to help it as well. And all the ingredients. So he's been like, he's been changing the game for me really. So I, I appreciate it. You're welcome. But tell yeah. us tell us what you learned. We are so I learned that magnesium is a cofactor to 300 enzyme systems 
that regulate diverse biochemical reactions in the body, including mm-hmm. protein synthesis, muscle and nerve function, blood glucose control, and blood pressure regulation. The thing I took from this, that incorporating, incorporating magnesium into your diet would really help someone with ADHD with their muscle and nerve function. I think magnesium is just so, I think from that sentence, look, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really listen to what you said, but from what I gathered from that sentence is just magnesium is vital in a lot of things. Yeah. And don't ask <laughs> me to go more in depth. I can't yet. <laughs> but I think one of the things you've really pointed out to me, which is interesting, and we'll talk about this a li- little bit more when we do a series on managing ADHD naturally. But one of the things that stuck out for me is that you always talk about how there's the three types of magnesium and mm. how like- it's, I think there's more. Yeah, there's more, but like in supplement, um, like the most common ones that are usually included yeah. in supplement um, bleh, supplements. Yeah, <laughs> just in general supplements. Yeah. yeah, like there's three main ones and like basically different ones get absorbed by your body in a different way. And yeah. there's basically one that you just shoot out. Um, sorry. But <laughs> Do you want true. me to sell the three? Or? Yeah, tell, tell the so three. So there's magnesium oxide, magnesium citrate and magnesium glycinate. Which magnesium one's the best? Magnesium glycinate is the best. Magnesium so glycinate. Is, so think joint, of like, think of like, what's amino that? Acid no, glycine. shush. What's that ice cream called? Gelato. Gee, what magnesium, does that have to do with magnesium glycinate, <laughs> magnesium gelato. Far out. So when I was at uni, to remember random things, I always had to come up with like weird stories or like weird connections. So now if I'm ever looking at the back of a supplement container and if it's magne- not magnesium, shit, I forgot what it, I Glycinate? just said. No, magnesium. Um, Oxide? No, Citrate? gelato. Oh, if gelato. it's not magnesium gelato, <laughs> magnesium glycinate, then it's not, it's not the right one. Yes, magnesium glycinate is the one. That's I don't know if that made any sense, but it made so much sense in my brain. Um, to the other ADHD people listening, maybe um, to a, a neurotypical, it was um, hard to follow. Look, the way I remember things is like when I was studying at uni, I used to have to come up with like full, like I would sing oh, in you're exams. Still talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like I need to justify okay. why I just had that really weird train of thought. No, because like G, gelato stands for, it's G, and then glycinate is G. It's so it's G. like the same. <laughs> anyway, so if it's magnesium G, thumbs up. Could be magnesium Gary for all you have to do. Anyway, but yes, magnesium continue. glycinate is the one that's the best absorbed into your body. So go check your containers, guys. Yes, magnesium oxide is about like 4%. So magnesium it's not great. oxide is. The one that you poop and, out. Yeah, no, citrate's the one that oh, people use for a laxative. Yeah. But a lot of companies use them in there. Um, so basically yeah. you're being sold something that's not actually that good. My oh, goodness, we've become No, a, but you um, know what? We will get because... What do you call them again? Conspiracy theories. <laughs> We're conspiracy theories. No, it's true. There's, look, I mean, I feel like every single person knows that there is a lot of ingredients there's a lot of products on the market that just aren't actually good they make a lot mm. of claims because you know your average person like you and i don't actually know that, that there's three i had no clue although magnesium was like i mean to be completely honest with you i just it was some random thing there's on the periodic table that i learned in like grade eight it's like sulfate and everything which is normally the one that's in the like the magnesium baths that you do mm. yes because it yes absorbs through your skin <laughs> Anyway, guys, it's not good for your stomach. Basically, the biggest takeaway from that is magnesium's great, super needed, particularly if you have ADHD. Um, but I think, I think it's like 
50 to 70% of the world's population is magnesium deficient? Last time you told me that statistic, it was 80%. No, never said 80%. Mm, I think you said 80% of Americans. 70%, it said. Okay. The videos I've watched, so don't... <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> don't, don't at me. <laughs> we will tap. do proper research and we will actually bring the facts to you. As, because as a, as a, It was something I learned this week, so don't... Yes. Don't. Niels. Okay, guys. Well, mine isn't as factual as Barry's. Um, mine is more like a an inward reflection kind of learning. So, um, it kind of goes to like a little kind of speak. It goes to what I've spoken about previously. But with ADHD, if I am coming to terms with anything about this whole journey, it's that simplicity is the key, and it's the key because we overcomplicate everything. Mm -hmm. So when I used to want to go to the gym or when I used to want to kind of work out or whatever it was, I would overcomplicate it. Like I would be like, oh, I have to, you know, I need to go get changed in my workout gear. I need to put my hair up a certain way. Or like, you know, I, if I work out in the morning, then I need to shower and redo all my makeup to get done for the day. But this week has just been like not overcomplicating it. Like for context, literally at the moment I've been doing a hundred days of running and I think like two or two out of two or three out of the days I've actually ran, like done a run, like a proper run. But aside from that, the other days, one of them included me, like last night, I'd gotten home from dinner with a friend, I had dangly earrings in, a nice dress on, and I was running around the backyard. <laughs> like I was just doing laps around the outdoor dining table, going up and down the concrete, doing like little sprints, the playing dogs with the were dogs. Having, yeah, the time of their life. But, like, this is where, like, I feel like – and I was barefoot, mind you. But, like, old Tara would have been like, oh, no, like, to, to be able to do 100 days of running, you know, I have to, you know, hit all these milestones and get in the right outfit and da-da-da-da. Mm. Like, there's so many steps involved. Whereas, really, like, the goal for me is to just move my body. Yeah. So, it's doing it in a simple way. And I think the other the other day we did one where we literally just ran up the hill. Again, barefoot. I was in flare pants and, like, a jump pile <laughs> or something. And I was just up there. Up there and back. And then the other night, we went on another run where I really wanted a Freddo frog. Yeah. I really wanted a Freddo frog. I feel like any Australian will understand that deep desire. For a Freddo frog. For a Freddo frog. So, instead of driving down to the service station, we ran down to the service station hmm. to get a Freddo frog. Then walked back. And then walked slash half ran while eating the Freddo, half the Freddo frog <laughs> back. But like, it's kind of like the, the, I guess the crux of this is like, we as ADHD is overcomplicate things. And we also forget to kind of like lean into our impulses. Like mm. I had the impulse for the Freddo frog. I still needed to do my hundred days of running, merge the two. Voila, you've got a fun night where, you know, me, Barry and Josh all went running down to the server, got a frog, came back. Yeah. And Barry's always cranky at me because Josh gets to run ahead and Barry has to run with me. I'm competitive. I don't like seeing someone in front of me. It's so annoying because it makes me feel like the slowpoke because I <laughs> am. Anyway, so I guess another example of that is because I just want to, you know, say it. I went up to have a shower this morning mm. and then the shower was messy and it was really dirty, like gross. We, we lost Tara for about 45 minutes. We didn't know where she was. Well, you thought I was having a shower. Well, yes, I thought you were having a shower. I didn't mm. know you were working. But this is the key here, right? <clears throat> I had time, right? I, I didn't need to get ready to go anywhere, blah, blah, blah. So I, I had time. I was dealing with my passport. <laughs> I had time. So I went up to the shower. I went to get in the shower. The shower was dirty. And I had the urge, right? I had the urge and I was like, oh, I really need to clean the shower. Then I got my phone out and I went on TikTok and I was like, 
how do you clean a shower screen properly? And then I was like, ooh, the hyperfixation setting in. And it's like, you need vinegar, you need this, this, all these other things. And I was like, ooh, yay. And I felt the dopamine starting. And I was like, you know what? Old Tara would have looked at this scenario and gone, no, don't clean the shower, get in the shower, have the shower, get out. You need to keep going on with your back about your day. And the shower wouldn't have been cleaned for three months, no. right? So instead, I was like, or you know I what? I would have had to do it. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway, so instead I was like, actually, no, I'm going to lean into my impulse and I'm going to just go with it because the mm. energy is there. And I think that's the thing that is the key with ADHD. Sometimes you just have to go where the energy is and where the dopamine is. And right there and then I was apparently all of a sudden excited about bloody the pink stuff and the scrub daddy and the vinegar. And I was like, let's do it. So next minute I'd cleaned the shower top to bottom better than I have in like an entire year. And yes, I didn't have a shower, but also I cleaned the shower. Mm. And I just think that like as an ADHD, you have to be able to learn how to just go with it. Did you clean the toilet as well? I did clean the Uh, toilet and the sink. And that's the thing is it kind of just like, it just became this big dopamine mix. And I'm like, well, this is better than any dopamine I was going to get from having a shower. Um, but yeah, so my tip would be is if you've got ADHD and you struggle with things like that is when you get the impulse, do it. If that's, you know, you want to go get a Freddo frog and you go for a run, do that. If it's, you know, you see the shower, you want to clean it and you get the urge, do it. You've got to follow those urges and you'll be surprised as to how clean your house actually becomes because instead of telling yourself, you know, in the morning I have to do the dishes and in, like after finish cooking I have to do the dishes and you just kind of do it threefold, it yeah, works. Do it. Anyway, that's my tip for the week. I want to hear how you guys use it. Just simplify it. All right, guys, we are going to dive like I say that every week. Dive in. We're going to jump in. Okay. We're going to run in. Gonna... Okay. This one very says everything. Okay. Don't hate me. No. I'm not picking on you. It's fine. Yes, you are. Just stop. Okay, this so is what this relationship is about. We're going to dive into this week's episode. Episode. Oh, my God. Stop. We're going to dive into it. this week's topic. I'm a bit frazzled this afternoon, guys. Mind me. True I self-care. Speak. Okay, we need to recap. <laughs> oh my god, guys! Okay, shut up, Tara. We are gonna dive. Tell everyone to shut up. <laughs> we are gonna dive into this week's topic, which is ADHD and self care. Yes. Okay, that's what we're talking about. That's what we are talking. But about. the point is, we're going to talk about the fact that I guess what is self care how it actually, like what kind of self-care is beneficial, particularly for people with ADHD. Mm. Um, and I guess the traps we can fall into when it comes to self-care. So, Baz, I wanted to ask you something. Mm. What are you going to ask me? You're not allowed to use, you're not allowed to look at the piece of paper, fold it over, turn it over. Thank you very much. Okay. Barry, okay. what is your idea of self-care? My idea of Don't self-care. give me the perfect answer. Give me, when you think of self-care and when you think of what society tells us self-care is, what do you think of? Well, I'm talking from my personal experience of what I am okay, and what I see as self-care. My self-care is going to the gym. It is actually. Yes. Mm. Usually probably taking a poo too. Yeah. It's a coffee in the morning and a a shit after. (laughs) Um, And then (laughs) after that, get a bit of breakfast. So basically, and then, <laughs> exercise, food, and sleep. Yeah, and and a good night's sleep. 
I feel like your self care. I need a freaking new pillow. But yeah. I feel like your self care probably is also. Um, I forgot it. Going to the movies. Yes. Watching a movie like is movies. one of your self cares. I like going for a drive sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Like buying something. Watching TikTok. Watching. T- okay. Calling okay. you out right now. Yep. Throwing me under the bus. Well. Again. When but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say go buy something. I like to buy something sometimes. Bit of impulse shopping. Bit of impulse shopping. Yeah. I really want to buy a watch. <laughs> you want an $80,000 watch. That's the issue here. It just looks cool. <laughs> Anyway, um, my when I think of self-care and I guess like what my understanding of what self-care was, and I think this this is where society can kind of get the idea of self-care Flip page over. being wrong. <laughs> no, because I'm asking the questions. Mm. Um, is, you know, we can kind of get wrapped up in that self-care is this idea that it's something to indulge in that makes us feel good. So like as girls, you know, we get told that self-care is going and getting your nails done or doing a facial or, you know, getting a massage or going and eating out. Like it's kind of all of these indulgent kind of acts. Mm. Whereas I think the thing is though, is that sometimes that in and of itself can be beneficial, but most of the time when we actually think about self-care, it's kind of tough love on ourselves. Like that's Mm -hmm. what we actually need sometimes. You love massage though. Yeah. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, what I was going to say said is... massage, I'm like, you love a massage. No, no, no. Yeah, 100%. And this is where, like, I think I think that I want to... The reason I wanted to talk about this today is because I wanted to bring balance to the conversation. Mm. Because I think a lot of the times, like, you know, we can... In society, there's often, like, polarities, right? Like, you've got the people that are, like, self-care is, you know, nails done and hair and going and da da and indulging in mm-hmm. things to make you feel better. Whereas the other side of self-care is this idea of like, you know, working on yourself and setting boundaries and blah, 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 like all of this personal development. But like what I guess, I guess my perspective that I want to bring to the conversation is actually the merging of the two. Mm -hmm. So I actually think that there's room for both. I think the thing though is the intention behind doing it. So when I, when I think of self-care, so like, let's, let's, let me give you an example. So let's say I had a disagreement with a friend and it was quite a heavy or like, I guess, hot headed disagreement, or there was clearly both of us were offside with one another, you know, sure. Going and getting my nails done in that scenario after that event, if I'm feeling sorry for myself or I'm feeling annoyed or I'm feeling, you know, frustrated at her Mm. going and getting my nails done just to feel better I think it's about the intention. So I could Mm -hmm. go and get my nails done to be like, oh, I'm hotter than her and I look better and I look after myself. Or I could go with the intention of, okay, while I'm getting my nails done, I'm actually going to use it as time to sit and think. Reflect. Reflect and go, okay, this is, you know, an hour that I'm going to sit here and I'm actually going to think. And then once that's done, I'm going to reach out. Mm -hmm. So you can use that kind of concept of self-care in a positive way, but it's Mm -hmm. the intention that you take with it. And it's the same as, you know, I guess shopping for clothing. Like, let's say again, that same situation, I just have an argument with a friend and I wanted to make myself feel better. I think a lot of the time, sometimes we reach for those indulgent kind of acts to escape yeah, and distract, that's, yeah. yeah, and distract ourselves from what's actually happening. And I think that is where that side of self-care can get a bit, not so much dangerous, but can get a little 
pointless. Yeah. In a way, because really you're just trying to fill a negative emotion with a positive emotion. It's running away. You're running away yeah. from your feelings. And look, we're, we're all guilty of it. But I think that the point I'm trying to, the, the, I guess the thing I want to, I guess, encourage people to think about is that when you do go to self-care, um, it's really asking yourself, like, what's the intention behind it? Mm. Because a lot of the time, like even, like, let's say you had a stressful week at work, right? If that stressful week at work was caused by people overstepping your boundaries, people not respecting you, your manager putting too much on your plate, um, all of these external things, and then you come home and you feel like you need to relax, of course, doing a face mask, having a long bath is going to de-stress you. But in the same sense, I think actually also being able to look at that scenario and go, okay, yes, I might have a bath. Yes, that might be self-care for that particular night. But the next week, if you go back to work and you actually don't have the conversation you need to have and you don't set the boundaries you need to set and you just have the same week again, the bath's probably not going to work the next week. Or it might work, but like, are you really going to need to have a bath every single week? Or do you actually do what we're going to talk about in a second, the harder self-care that's actually going to fix the solution, like fix the yeah. issue. And look, I think like the, the point I'm really trying to make here is that it is that like self-care and I just really want to challenge everyone's idea of self-care mm. because, and this is where the balance part comes in. Like you're, you're absolutely right in the sense that like if, if you just have had a tough week or you're having a tough day, of course, relaxing and getting a massage and doing all of the, those things are really lovely. But then it's like when you really deeply look at the things that are causing you stress or causing you to have to have a bath, a lot of the time having a bath, it's just that escape. It's that feel good moment to get you back to baseline. But mm. then it's like, once you're back at baseline, then what are you going to do? And I think that that's where this next level of self-care is actually the most life-changing stuff that you can do. So when I think of self-care, and this was something that I really had to challenge myself on as well, is self-care is actually usually doing something that's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. nine times out of 10. So self-care can look like tough love. So think about a child that has had you know, a rough day at school every single day. And every single afternoon, they might be getting bullied at school, for example. And every single afternoon, you take them to the lolly shop. And you buy them lollies and then they're still sad at night and they want pizza. So you get them pizza every night. And then soon after a certain point in time, you know, they might start gaining weight or they might start getting really unhealthy or their, their teeth might start decaying from all the sugar in that. Yeah. So you might look at that scenario and go, oh, I'm doing something nice for them. I'm doing something nice. I'm, I'm making them feel better after such a bad day. And it's self-care, it's self-care, it's all these things. But really at the end of the day, like one, you're causing another issue, but two, you're still not actually facing the issue at hand and and that's kind of the thing and and my parents always taught me this and I think it was something that I also show myself is tough love Mm -hmm. in the sense that like love for yourself a lot of the time isn't always giving yourself what you want tough love is actually sometimes saying hey let's not have the bath and let's actually write the email Mm. you know let's let's not um, go get the massage or let's, or at least if we get the massage, let's do this afterwards. Like it's actually the tough love 
of going, hey, what do I actually need to do to not be stressed? What do I actually need to do to not be feeling shitty about myself? Yeah. Does that kind of make sense? No, it definitely does. Yeah. And I think, you know, I guess, yeah, the definition of of self-care, like truly I think it comes down to doing what you need to look after yourself, to respect yourself and to honor yourself. Yeah. Rather than just make yourself feel good. Because things that make us feel good don't always mean that they're actually good for us. <sighs> deep stuff. Very deep stuff. Baz is gazing into my eyes. <laughs> Just listening. <laughs> so, Baz, I guess um, I kind of wanted to, I guess, then talk about with ADHD, right? There are a lot of moments, and we've talked about this before with burnout. There are a lot of moments in which you are going to need to look after yourself mm-hmm. and you're going to need to love yourself and you're going to need to engage in self-care. So yes, for some of us, that's a massage, it's a facial, it's all the things, but it's like if I was to come and be complaining to you about, you know, work being stressful um, and I'm like, Baz, I need a massage, I need a massage, and then I need a massage every day because I'm not actually deal with dealing with getting something off my plate. Yeah. Yeah. So for ADHDers, these are some of the, I guess, self-care tips or self-care things that I would love for you guys to look out for. And I think these are things that I personally also look out for. So social media. As an ADHDer, most of the people that you follow online are going to be neurotypicals, which Mm. means they are going to have the clean house. They're going to have the perfect routine, the perfect morning routine where they wake up and they journal and they this and they that. Tara does not wake up like. (laughs) They're going to be able to attend the gym for six years straight and eat the same meal every single day. And I think, you know, actually an act of self-care and an act of self-love is actually saying, hey, and I think we said this in one of the previous episodes Mm. saying, hey, you know, this isn't healthy for me. You know, seeing people and comparing myself to people and lives that, one, don't align with me, mm. probably isn't going to help. And yeah. and I always like to say it or I kind of like to see it as if something doesn't inspire you, encourage you or motivate you in a healthy way, then it's probably not for you. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, actually taking the time to have a look at who you are following on social media, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and actually saying, using it as like a mental checklist, like when I look at this person's post or when it comes up in my feed, what's the emotion that it Mm. feels? What's the emotion that comes up? Is it envy? Is it jealousy? Is it like, oh, like I don't have that. Are you seeing something, someone and then wanting to go shop and wanting to go and buy to try and become that person? Like what is it eliciting in you? Because when I made this shift and I actually unfollowed probably thousands of people, um, I was really able to kind of see the shift in my own just mental state and be able to go, hey, now I'm consuming quotes and I'm, you know, listening to podcasts that actually teach me about my ADHD and teach me about mindset and my whole feed just completely changed. Yeah, you stop looking at the person with the mo- the perfect morning routine. Yeah. You stop going, oh, I can't. Or you try to achieve that and then you, yeah. you keep falling short. Yeah, because, you know, you've only got so much energy 
in a day. Yeah. And we are on social media a lot. I would love to say that we're not, but we are. We are. (laughs) We live in a social media world and I think, you know, it's like going it's like going into your fridge and if if you were trying to eat healthy but your fridge was full of cokes and sprites and lemonades and lollies and pastries and it was just like this endless supply of really yummy sugary not so great for you treats mm. you're probably not going to go for the apple well yeah i think you've had this conversation with me a lot about the social media cuz i used to follow a lot of pages where it just was mindless kind of scrolling and you're like well you're wanting to be this 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 and this this stuff doesn't lend itself to that goal yeah so you need to start watching things that lead to that goal like say you want to be a business owner start watching business other business owners and and that's self-care yeah that's literally the definition of self-care it's doing the uncomfortable thing right because i mean at the end of the day when you do see someone When you do end up clicking follow on the business page and then that business, a podcast comes up and they go, stop sitting on your ass. And you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Or they're like, you know, you should have XYZ bank accounts or you should be doing this. You're like, yeah, fair. But that level of comparison is actually calling you higher Mm. in the sense of like, you're actually wanting to be where that person is. And so comparing yourself in a way that is relatively healthy and it's been intentionally chosen Mm. you're actually able then to like look at that and go yeah fair like i i do actually need to step up in that way whereas like comparing yourself to the guy that has six jet skis and like a mercedes and this and that and whatever probably just makes you feel a bit crap about yourself because it's not actually giving you actionable tools to get to where you want to go yeah it's still okay to want those things it's just is that person that's has that are they actually helping you get to that Mm. is that content actually helping you so i think yeah when it comes back to self-care to bring it back it's kind of like i have this saying where it's like go heavy on the delete button heavy on the mute button if your friends and family this is a beautiful thing about instagram (laughs) your friends and family even or whoever, if you're concerned that like, oh, I don't want to unfollow them because blah, blah, blah. Babe, there's a, there's a mute button. Oh, Tara, love that can, mute button. You can hit mute all. I hit mute all probably multiple times a day. Mm. I'm like, mm, done, <laughs> mm, done. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's actually all right as well to, like sometimes there's some people's content where I'm like, I wish I could consume that, but it is just causing jealousy in me right now. So I mute them and I'm okay with admitting that with to myself. I'm okay actually saying like, look, I'm just not at the maturity to, yeah, to, to, see, that. to see that. Yeah. And like maybe, you know, when I've done a bit more self-work and I've, you know, grown a little bit as a person, I'd be able to see that without being affected. But at this yeah. point in time, I'm not there mm. and I'm fine with admitting that. And that is self-care. And that's how self-care. Oh, I can't speak. Um, <laughs> another thing that self-care when it comes to ADHD is things like exercising. Yeah, eating well. It's things like eating well. So, yep. you know, when we've had a shit day and yeah, I guess you just want to be able to look after yeah. yourselves in those ways. I think those two kind of go hand in hand, exercising and eating well, because you've been eating well the yeah. last week and yeah. actually having a lot of I did have Guzman today. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, you had like salmon, you've had steaks, you've had chicken me- um, pasta meals, high protein meals, and a lot of omega-3s. And you've actually 
physically stated, there's probably not much of a change in yeah. a week. But you're... I've you're, been holding my muscles up in the yeah, mirror. <laughs> mentally, you've been like, I feel so much better. And yeah. I have that as well, where if I eat well for a week, I feel lighter. Yeah. I feel better. Um, feel stronger. I feel stronger. Everything yeah. feels a lot better. I don't feel sluggish. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, yeah. when you are stressed and when you are overwhelmed or you've had a shitty week at work, you want to, in terms of self-care, you want to reach for the popcorn at the movies. Yeah. You want to reach for the takeout. You want to blah, blah, blah. But that's where it's like, that's where the balance comes in. And that's mm. why I just said we had Guzman because there is that element of like, if you are feeling really shitty, it is still okay to yeah. lean into the impulse, to have the shitty food, to eat the comfort food. But then it's like once you've done that, you still have the same issue. Mm. And that's where you need to be really real with yourself and you need to go, cool, I've got that. I'm not at capacity right now, but when I am, I'm going to make some plans around that. I'm mm. going to create some some easy meals. And trust me, I know it's, it's easier said than done. But I'm going to try and just do little shit. And that's all that we've done. Like my last week, it's just I've had a protein shake. Like and that's salmon. and salmon. Like that's it. It's not like I've changed my diet and come up with twenty different recipes. That's it. That's how Tara used to do it, and it never yes, worked. Yes, it never worked like that. And <laughs> and that's where it's like you know, eating well and exercising doesn't have to be this overcomplicated process. Like mm. when we think about self care, it's literally go stand out in the sun. Yeah, that's Tara, it. We used to have so many disagreements, arguments, conversations. Yeah. About the fact of. Tara goes, what are we getting from the shops? I'm like, I don't know, like chicken, steak, rice. And Tara's like, no, 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 no. I need, I want stir fries and I want to make 75, like five of the meals. And then I want a, a steak dish that can make three <laughs> meals. And I'm like, why are you making it so complicated? Complicated. Because then she's just like, well, I don't want to cook it now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, shit. Yeah, so, and, and look, like, that's that's also the – that was also part of my self-care in the sense of, like, me making it overcomplicated was worse for me. But, yeah, I, I just think that, like, when it comes to self-care, this is where the that balance, which is what we said, the balance is super important. Like, just recognizing that, you know, self-care isn't the super intense freaking meal plan. It's not the super intense getting mm. a PT and forcing yourself to go to the gym. Self-care is the balance between – hey, I just feel like going for a walk and I feel like doing nothing. It's just the balance and it's finding that balance for you and what works and yeah. with the food and all the things. Um, I think another thing that I wrote down on my list of self-care things is when it comes to ADHD, there are certain tools, there are certain, you know, programs, courses, um, apps, even just physical products where it's like if you know that it's going to make your life better, buy the thing. Mm. A prime example of this is I hate rubbish bins. No. I hate them. They're disgusting. <clears throat> I hate, I just hate them. So for me, there was this, I just hate the button. I never wanted to put things in the bin because I didn't want to push the button. And then the, the foot pedal ones are gross and I hate them anyway. To keep a really long story short, I bought an expensive sensor bin and it's been the best thing. One. I bought three. <laughs> I bought three sensor bins off Amazon. But this is kind of one of those things where it's like, 
it low-key gives me a little bit of dopamine each yeah. time I go to push it. I'm like, mm-hmm. put it in the bin. <laughs> but like whatever it is that you need, like if it's a cooking utensil, if it's a good set of knives, if it's the gym outfit, that like whatever it is, I understand that, you know, financially speaking, there's not always that room to move. But if you have given yourself enough adequate time that it's not an impulse, it's actually like, hey, I need the thing, mm. get the thing. That is self-care. It's doing the uncomfortable thing. It's putting yourself out financially for a little bit to get the thing that you need. It might be soundproof headphones. It might be earplugs. It might be a better pillow. It might be like whatever it is, there are certain things in our life that if we do just in, and that's, I think that the the other layer of that is it's like seeing it as an investment. Mm. Like if it's an investment in your health and a form of self-care, then it's okay. Yeah, because I think it's things that come from that. Yeah, giving your giving yourself actually permission to to do that. Like for me, you know, um, it's booking in for a chiropractor. It's not an essential thing, but it is in a way. Like it's the one thing I haven't done that I need to go and get done. Yeah. So I'm gonna go book in for the chiropractor. I think too, it's the the stuff that comes later on. Yeah. Like yeah, you don't see a chiropractor today, or you don't go physio, or you don't do those those things. Right now, 10, 15 years time, you've got terrible back, bad posture, and yeah, you're paying $30,000 to get a back reconstruction. I don't know how much it costs. But. Exactly. And that, that brings it back to that idea of, you know, self-care is doing the uncomfortable thing mm. that's better for, like better for you. So that kind of brings us to, um, I guess, the more emotional side of self-care. So this is things like set, sorry, this is thing hiccup. <laughs> this is things like setting boundaries right us as ADHD as we struggle because of people pleasing and rejection sensitivity but you know at the end of the day we can have as many baths we can do a bouillon face masks and eat all the guzman that we like but if we don't have the conversation and if we don't actually take the step that we need to like to say whether that's to a friend a colleague a spouse whatever it is family family you need to be able to set the boundary otherwise you're continuously actually going to end up spending more money on all these random self-care tips um and energy as opposed to just having the conversation Mm. so i think you know i would encourage you that if you need to set boundaries or you need to have the conversation do it yeah um i think as well one thing i did right here is you know removing yourself from relationships when you are having to dull yourself down. Yeah. I think that's a really big one for ADHD. What's your, what's your phrase, Titizel? If I'm too much, go find less. <laughs> <laughs> go find less. Um, but yeah, do you... Um, that's, a, that's a big one. That's yeah. That's a very big one. Save yourself the energy and time. Yeah. And you know, it's not it's not the easiest thing. Well, it's not an easy thing to walk away. It's easier to just cop it. It's easier just to like deal with it and put up with it. But, you know, we really do need to kind of advocate for ourselves because at the end of the day, we're going to be the only ones that do. Yeah, and I think that leads into your last question here is why do we sometimes find types uh, this type of self-care hard? Is the first point is some of us were raised in environments where that was forced on. Yeah, so, well, I think, um, so when you think about all of these things, basically you're having to be selfish. Mm. So when you set a boundary, you're having to be selfish. When you go up to your work um, and, you know, say, hey, I can't work Fridays because, you know, I have to pick my kid up from school. That's actually, in a way, you know, there might be other staff that then have to take your place or, you know, blah, blah, blah. In a way that you're having to actually put yourself first 
and that can be seen as selfish. It's not, but it can be seen as being selfish. And I think for a lot of people, we've grown up in families, whether you come from a religious background or not, sometimes we can, I guess, that kind of behavior. So being seen as, you know, being selfish or looking out for yourself was seen as something negative. And that was something that I experienced a lot. So it was kind of the flip side in the sense that the more you put yourself out for others, the more selfless you were seen as. And it's like you got a gold star. Yeah. Like good on you for staying back five hours after. Good Putting on yourself you. out. Yeah. yeah. Good on you for giving your lunch to that person. Like good on you for, and there is room for that. And this is where yeah. the balance is important. hundred percent. There's room for that, but not every day. No. Not every single day that you are then ruining your life, your mental health for that. You know, it's like, I remember there was a lot of things like growing up that was celebrated that was actually incredibly toxic for my own mental health and my own capacity. Like, you know, always being that person for someone else to come and talk to people be like, you're such a giver. You're such an empath. Like people are so lucky to have you. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't got no one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's nice that it's celebrated and it makes you feel good. But what that actually also teaches you is it teaches you that the second you need somebody that it's bad, that the opposite is bad. And I think too, just adding on to that, the moment you feel like you reach out and someone doesn't yeah. give that back, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, so my time doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yours is more important. And the more you do that, then you start diminishing, not belittling yourself, but making yeah. yourself smaller. And that's something that I did quite a lot when I was younger as I, I would help people yeah, a lot put myself out a lot yeah and i'm not expecting anything back but as soon as i did ask for something back and it wasn't given i was like oh that's okay yeah and that that kind of brings me to my last point where i said you know the reason sometimes that we we find it hard to have this more firm approach with self-care is that you know we often actually value being liked Mm. over honoring what we need yeah So we value the fact that, you know, your mates would like you more if you didn't, you know, I guess, put them out. Put your opinion across. Yeah, put your opinion or like, let's say you said to them, oh, hey, like, yeah, I'll drop you off to a party next weekend. And then you all of a sudden didn't want to go. For you, that actually might be really important that you don't go. But for them, it puts them out. And we would put ourselves out most of the time, take them to the party, sit at the party for hours, hate being every, there every, every second, moment, yeah. and then be even more exhausted. And it's like we actually put the value of like being liked in that scenario over, hey, we actually needed to stay home because we yeah. weren't having a great day. Yeah. I think too, this last year has really taught, I think, both of us the the – importance of time yeah and your own time and what because everyone's time on the world is finite so yeah it's make the most out of it and i do i do sometimes look back and go damn i wish i didn't do that yeah (laughs) and look the the more you start practicing this i guess i don't want to say proper self-care but the self-care that actually has long-lasting effects you know setting the boundaries having the conversations putting in the work, that kind of self-care, the more you start doing that, the more you will actually be able to say, hey, I don't care if I'm not liked. 
And I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent there yet, but I'm definitely getting there. Yeah. Right. Like I'm definitely getting to the place where I'm like, I just don't, I mean, I care that you don't like me, but it's not going to win. Like Mm. me, me looking after me and what I need is, is important. Yeah. And I think it draws the people that do appreciate you and do want to be around you and do see your value in and pushes the other people out. Yeah. So yeah, that that's it for self-care guys. I think, I think, you know, if, if you leave this episode with anything is I really just want you to start challenging each time you feel like you need to look after yourself or you need to do something for self-care. I want you to ask yourself like, Hey, how do I balance the two? How do I still let myself have that moment of indulgence and that feel good, whatever it is that you need, but then also going, okay, Hey, how do I actually nip this in the bum so that future Tara, future me isn't put out? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's what self-care is. It's looking after yourself, it's respecting yourself, and it's honoring yourself. And sometimes it's fucking hard. In the best way possible, self-care, nine times out of ten, is really hard. Yeah. It's hard. Worth it in the end. Though. It is worth it. So I hope you guys like that episode. And as always, we are going to love you and leave you. Feel free to send through your stories, your questions to our Instagram accounts, whichever one you feel you fancy. You can even email us at contact at taraelizabeth.com. Um, and we absolutely love connecting with you all so mate be mate be sure to say hi on tiktok instagram all the places and we have a free facebook group that you guys can join and jump in there you can submit all your questions in there and we've got i love the community in there and i think you know we are really going to be trying to be as active as possible in there in the months to come Um, but if you do want to take your adhd journey a bit that step further please join the neurospicy family and come joining us Come yeah, see you get us. A bunch of good come talk modules to us. and all the things. So we're gonna leave it there, guys. Until next time, keeping your fabulous, spicy ADHD self, and we'll see you next week. Love Bye. you all. Bye. Bye.